the director of the Teddy Bear Foundation, an organization which provides care and support to abused children. For her, working with children is not only a passion, but a dream come true. This could explain why, after more than 20 years of working at the foundation, she's never taken a single day off. With limited resources to go around during the lockdown, Omar has spearheaded projects to ensure that children continue to receive the same support and services as they would under normal conditions. She sat down with me, Mudebuhe Mugoga, to talk about her journey, which she describes as a continuous learning curve that has led her to adopt the motto, Batubili Banabili, which translates to People First, Children First. You're listening to the Winning Women Podcast. lies with children simply due to the fact that children are so innocent, they're so pure and their love is so unconditional and they are powerless and helpless that they often find themselves in situations where they're so giving and defenseless in protecting themselves. The first experience working with children and I worked also with a young boy who's so vivid in my life. He was a nine-year-old boy, and that was like in the first week. When this young boy, the, the mother brought him, he refused to go to the bathroom. He refused to bath. He was soiling himself, and so it was a difficult case. And in that first month, this child made a disclosure that the family friend had molested him in the toilet when he took him to the movies. That somehow, and, and I, I felt like actually there was a shift in this child's life because his body language, after making the disclosure, he stopped soiling. That somehow gave me the energy. It energized me that, you know what, you can do this. Look at how this has worked out for you, for the child that it is possible and that uh, children can heal from it. And that motivated me. The greatest opportunity for me working with children was learning from children, that uh, children have so much to teach you. And I've actually in my journey learned that every interaction, whether it's the street sweeper, whether it's a supporting staff member, whether it's a homeless child, uh, that everyone has a meaningful contribution to make. There's the challenges and then the lessons that you've learned from interacting with children for over 20 years. What are those? There are many challenges because sometimes you feel so helpless, mm. hopeless, frustrated and angry with yourself. Sometimes, many times, not sometimes, many times I wish I had my magic wand, that I could change this child's life. And I think right now I am in a very fragile state with COVID-19 and I have been seeking support around that. My team also have been very support colleagues. We are not colleagues, we actually are a family. So challenges in terms of not always being able to give off the things that you feel you wish you could reach out to in this uh, for this family. You know, sometimes you see that the father is a substance abuser, 
the mother is a colluding part partner, but because she comes from a background where she doesn't have any resources or support structures, it's again balancing the odds and always being regulated by the Children's Act is that not imposing your own thoughts, your own beliefs, your own ideas. It's, you know, to actually take a step, step back. It's always difficult to do that. We often come up with our solutions and those are not the solutions. The, the main objective is to make, enable people to come up with their own solutions, provide them with options and provide them with tools to attain that. So it, those are huge challenges. When children come to you, uh, one needs to focus on what they're coming with in the here and now. Uh, you know, that it's always about validating whatever they bring to you. It's not about you wanting to know more. Like Something that I've learned is not to ask questions for the sake of asking and not to become inquisitive or curious. Never push a child because they your map, they your, they navigate you where they want to be. And you, if you push them, you're actually going to lose them because there's always trust issues. So if a child knows that you're with them, you're not imposing anything, you're accepting them and you're accepting what they bring into that meeting or into that session, that may seem very uh, minimal or simplistic, but it's actually very powerful. That unconditional acceptance, that I found to be very moving, showing unconditional acceptance and being sincere, you know, and, and also the lessons I've learned is to be in touch with who you are, where you come from, to analyze your own belief systems, your own culture, your own background, because we all have our own prejudices and bias. And that can sometimes come in the way, it can be an obstacle in your relationship. Not to have tunnel vision, that's another lesson that I've learned is to have that open vision and to be able to hear the unsaid. So people will say something to you and there will be many things they haven't said to you and that's what you need to hear out for, to be sensitive to what are they actually saying. They're saying this, but they haven't, but what are they actually saying? So it's about that empathy, you know, going deeper and hearing what they haven't said. So there's a teddy bear foundation that the teddy bear clinic works. So let me explain to you. The teddy bear foundation is the umbrella body. The teddy bear clinic falls under the teddy bear foundation. So we have a medical, we have a partnership with the medical clinic at Charlotte McKeke Hospital where their medical, medical legal examinations are conducted. It used to be done here before. But five years ago, the medical clinic, um, the hospital moved all its medical services. So there were a lot of medical services here. The only medical service that is left here is still the dental clinic and the uh, hospital school is here. So it moved there uh, and that's uh, the medical clinic. And then we have all other programs, which I'm sure you're aware of, our court preparation program, therapy, the safe outreach for schools, the Savisa Sexual Violence Initiative. We work with young sex offenders, children who have, have committed sexual offenses against other children because uh, more than 43% of children 
as you know, sexually aggressive towards other children. And now with COVID-19, we had to navigate our ship in a different direction. We looking, you know, we have to look at basic needs. So our focus has been a lot on food security, providing food, because if you look at the lower order needs, the hierarchy of needs, if children are suffering from hunger pains, can you actually self-actualize them? Can you provide therapy? I mean, if I'm suffering with hunger pains and you are talking to me about my uh, emotional, physical trauma, I'm actually, that's where I'm stuck and I'm trapped and immobilized. So we address that first. And then, of course, looking at protective measures. So we've, you know, continuous mask drives where we've gone out. I've gone out myself into informal settlements to reach out to disadvantaged children because they can't even put a loaf of bread on the table. So how do we expect them to buy masks? You know, what is a priority? So those are the kind of things where we've actually gone out to hand out food parcels. We've uh, had to be innovative in terms of providing data to, to families so that we can do WhatsApp counseling, FaceTime. So we've had to be very flexible but innovative. Then with our diversion program, we use music therapy. I also want to say that these are my brain channels. I, you know, it was always because the more you read, the more you learn, the more you see what the world is offering out there, the more you feel let's, let's try and, and bring in these different techniques. So, we, you know, we've mobilized uh, interventions and access to interventions through other means, not just the face-to-face -face counseling. So every day is a learning curve, a learning exercise. And as I said to you, my, my motto is you learn until you die. In my 20 years here, I haven't taken a single day sick leave. And I can't say that there are days I don't feel well. I do not feel unwell. But because I love what I do, I think when I come to work, I just move on, forget. I'll, I'll, I'll take my meds or something and I'll tell people, stay away from me, let me do my work. Not feeling well. Uh, but that's, you know, when you, when your dream comes true and you're passionate about things, it's not about, it's not about working. It's, it's loving that passion. It's loving that journey that you enjoy. We all have a role to play in combating violence and abuse. This was the message Omar shared as one of the keynote speakers at a gender-based violence webinar at the University of Johannesburg two weeks ago. On her table is a thank you card from the university with a step-by-step -step guide on how to care for cut flowers, something one could argue Omar has been doing her entire life. Tune in next time as we celebrate more women making a difference in the lives of those around them. Hashtag winning women. Thank you.